So when she gets to the court, they don't, the court documents just say a woman of the Nala family. Like they don't, because women's names were sort of deemed too unimportant to be recorded. To even write down. So that makes sense. That makes total sense. I know. Poor thing. So her name isn't there. They give her a name. And she adopts her sister-in-law's son, who's barely three. And she says, okay, he's the next emperor. I'm going to rule as regent. And this is kind of weird. This is some Cersei level. This is getting <laughs> even more. It is a little bit. Hi, everybody. Okay, welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing or noteworthy women from history. That you weren't taught in history class. Yeah. Damn right. But you're going to yeah. know about them now. And uh, every week we're going to be covering a different woman from history that you may or may not have heard about. And uh, you're going to leave the episode more educated than ever before. Than ever before. Than ever before. <laughs> Truly. I mean, it's always been educational for me. All these episodes mm-hmm. are blowing my mind. Um, so who are you going to blow our mind with I'm so excited today? to blow your mind right now. Okay, this is going to be about Empress Dowager Cixi. So I want to do a wide disclaimer here for my pronunciation of all and tried to practice before I came here today. But, I love um, that. so yeah, so I'm, I'm waiting for the responses to come in of like, you said that wrong, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. try my best here. And like, we know, like yes. you don't have to tell us we know. Yeah, that it's- And we're embarrassed. Yeah, and I, and I, and I already <laughs> feel horrible about it. So, one well, big disclaimer. Great. At the top. <laughs> um, so, Everything that I have here about Empress Cixi came from two places, pretty much. They came from uh, Jun Chang's book that she wrote in two, uh, 2013 about uh, Empress Cixi's life. And then also um, there's some information from an article. It was actually from National Geographic that I pulled. Hey, she's doing here. citations. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be a total jerk. Yikes. Let's see, which was the one that I thought was really great. Oh, Of course she's a pro. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, she's making us look bad. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, this is by Joseph Maria Casals from uh, National Geographic's History Magazine. To start off, Empress Cixi, she's a really controversial figure because a lot of history up until recently has looked at her as sort of a, um, really painted her as a villain, as someone who's very manipulative and did Ooh. a lot of terrible things. That sounds like history painting. I can't women. wait to learn more about her. Woman in power. You know, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. anytime any woman has power, terrible. it's she's evil. She's exactly. the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was one of the really interesting things about Jing Chang's book, which is that she sort of is uh, painting Cixi in a different light. And it's because she is taking a lot of uh, Chinese resources, Chinese language resources, and it's the first time that um, things have been, as I, as I understand it, have been uh, translated into English to make it so that we have helped forming a more broad understanding of her role in history. Yeah. Um, she's fascinating. Let's, we're going to dive in. I'm ready. All right. So she is born in 1835, and we don't know a ton about her early life. We know that she is, must have been born into a pretty illustrious family and that they probably had government positions, and um, they were Manchu. So at the time, the Manchus, they're the ethnic minority. So mm. there's the Han Chinese, and then there's the uh, Manchu, and the Manchu are the ruling elite of the time. And so any mm. family um, that is well-off, that is Manchu at this time, if they have a daughter, when she hits puberty, she is then presented to the emperor. And at that time, the emperor, you know, they sort of go through all of the women, and they say, okay, these are women who are going to be selected to be concubines. Ugh. So, yeah, exactly. Like, I know that shouldn't surprise me, but ugh. I know, right? Well, and so at this time... Um, 
She was probably could read and write a little bit. She could probably sew and draw, but that's kind of like that's would have been the limit as to how she was educated and um, what her early life would have been. And in that time too, um, you know, she was a girl. It's not like she would have her opinion would have been valued very highly in her house. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's she sort of would have had to fulfill the stereotypical functions as as a woman at that time. So she's presented to the emperor, and um, this is June 26, 1852. She is taken to the Forbidden City to live. She is selected. Is that the where the emperor lived? Yeah, so the, the royal Ooh, city. Forbidden city. Right. It's exciting, right? So the Forbidden City is within the royal city. And the Forbidden City is where all of the concubines live, and the concubines kind of concubines kind of have to stay there, and they have you know, like maids and eunuchs who attend them, um, and then the emperor is allowed to go there. But it's not like anybody else is really. It's know. like the emperor's private sex palace. Pre- yeah, exactly. Gross. Wow. Yeah. So this is. Yes. And- <laughs> <laughs> how, how did how did men in every country across the world all managed to trick everyone into thinking they were the most important things who could get whatever they wanted. It is baffling. It's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. And that like, yeah, everyone went along with it. Well, because it worked out for half the people. But then this was like, was it like great honor though that she was chosen? Yes. Like that was like honor to her family? It is. It's definitely. You know. That's so gross. You were chosen to be fucked by the emperor over and over (laughs) and over. Did you even watch Mulan, Justin? Yes, I did. It's all about the family honor. Yeah, if it's the only thing that matters is family. I can't wait for the Mulan movie. Oh my god, me neither. I'm so the excited. trailer I, has me sobbing Beautiful. every time I watch it. Anyway, we're not talking about Mulan. Anyway, well, so when she gets there, I'm going to keep calling Shishi Shishi because that is sort of the last name she takes, but okay. she has many names. So when she gets to the court, they don't, the court documents just say a woman of the Nala family. Like they don't, because women's names were sort of deemed too unimportant to be recorded. <laughs> to even write down. So that makes sense. Oh, that makes total sense. Name. I know. <laughs> what the Poor thing. So her name isn't there. They give her a name, um, which is uh, Lon, which means orchid, but this will change coming up. Um, but anyway, so she's a very low level concubine. I don't know a lot about China and I, mm-hmm. f- I feel terrible, but is it normal to. Is that like a good name or is that like, oh, whatever, we'll name me after a flower? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I sort of assumed it was just like that was maybe like flowers were sort of a common name. Uh-huh. But I, yeah, I don't know. If also, like a low, so wait, a low level concubine, like, like she can only do handies. <laughs> like, she's not allowed to like do the full sex. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a low level concubine. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know what that would be. Well, like this means that she does not get a private cow. Wait, what? She doesn't get a private cow. So when you show oh. up, all of the concubines are allocated, you know, they community have certain things. She yeah, so she doesn't get a private cow. She only gets uh, three kilos of meat. She gets four maids, though, and a eunuch to help her with things that, you okay. know, they need to do for dressing and laundry. I mean, I, I guess, you know, you, you, you're given stuff. And all those so things that's... cost less mm-hmm. than a cow. There. So, okay. <laughs> wow. And so... Um, when she shows up there, you know, there's a there are many other concubines, and they're all in these sort of. There's a hierarchy, and the woman who's at the top is Empress Zhen. Zhen, ooh, pronunciation alert. It's okay. Um, and she becomes friends with Shishi, so that's great. Um, now you're probably wondering all about this fantastic emperor, right? Like, yeah, Emperor Zhan. The Feng. most the most virile man in China, supposedly. Well, so when he's 18, he comes into power. 
And um, at the time, they sort of refer to the emperor as a dragon. But apparently, this guy, he's like, had, a, had a, some kind of terrible accident when he was younger. He fell off a horse, so he limps. He apparently has a voracious sexual appetite and apparently is not terribly bright. So you get the idea that... Is he actually injured or is he faking it so that he can just have sex all day? I, I kind of hope he's fake. I it. fell off a horse, so like I can't do anything. I can't fight. I just got to go to the Forbidden Palace I should probably just go to all day. City. I've got like a bunch of concubines there. No Someone else do my paperwork today. I'm going to go to the Forbidden City. So, so I don't mean to make fun of an emperor. Maybe he's like beloved. I don't feel he, like we. You know, I don't feel like we need. I don't know enough about him. I don't feel like we need to defend him. We're talking about. Yeah, he's fine. He yeah, had yeah. a good life. No. He's fine. Yeah. However, right. to sort of give him credit, he became emperor at a really tumultuous time for China, and um, at this time, this is just when the Taiping rebellion is ha- rebellion is happening. Um, mm. Famine has hit the country. Um, there's there in between the first and second. That's opium why she didn't war. get a cow. There you go. <laughs> Opium War. I have to read more about that. Uh, it's really interesting. So, unfortunately, um, it ends up resulting in the, what they call these unequal treaties, which means that China loses these wars, and so France and Britain end up saying, "You owe us part of the, you know, the the agreement at the end of the war is that you're going to have to pay us an insane amount of money." Ooh. And so they're financially crippled for a long time because of these treaties that happen. Hmm. Um, so this is sort of um, a really bad time to just have to be 18 which is incredibly young and you're emperor and now it's like you're in charge of all and there's all of this uh discord and tension and all these really big problems that are facing the country and so along comes Shishi. so Shishi is a little of concubine but she ends up getting pregnant and she gives birth to a son and at this time there is no son Mm-hmm. So when the emperor's son. Yes, this is the emperor's son. So this is a big fucking deal. Whoa! Now, I thought she was just low level. Yes, exactly. It's not just handies. <laughs> no. <laughs> now we know low level. If it was, she was doing something specific <laughs> after the fact. <laughs> but so anyway, so she has this son, and now she gets you know she's promoted. I think now she probably has you know cows and chickens and whatever else she wants. <laughs> And oh yeah, you know, it's a big deal. And so, at this point too, they've changed her name, and she's now Concubine Yi. Exactly. So the name keeps changing. Okay. So instead of Lon. Uh, yeah, instead of Lon. So now we're at um, uh, Concubine Yi. So when she gives birth, this is in 1856. She gives birth to his son, and um, so her she's promoted. She has more influence and power now with the emperor. And she even convinces the emperor to marry his brother to her sister. Yes. Yeah, so she's, she's Good on her. Moves. Yeah. She's like, hey, you know your brother? He shouldn't be my sister. She's That's, pretty cool. She makes it happen. That is a pretty rad thing to do for your family. Right? Exactly. Although I hope the brother wasn't as gross as his brother. Oh, I don't know. But he becomes useful later on. So we're okay, all right. Okay, okay. As long as he's useful, I'll yeah. remember. <laughs> so um, our dear friend, the emperor, he dies in 1861, and at this point, their son is only five. Ooh. And so he becomes the imperial heir, and they name him emperor. At this point, he's known as Emperor Tongji. Um, and so when the emperor Zhang Fen, the first emperor, dies. He sets up a board of regents to rule until his son comes of age. Fairly typical in the 
these yeah. two books, mm-hmm. right? And um, when he's on his deathbed, he's really, really weak. And at this time, emperors were supposed to sign things in crimson ink to make them official. And so the board of regents are there at his bedside, and they're, they have the will. And they're like, you need to sign this will in your own hand in crimson ink. And he's too weak. He can't sign it. Oh. So the regents sign it on his behalf. <gasps> Okay. That feels like it's going to cause some sticky stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> did he even write it? Like, was it even his actual will? Did or he did know they what write it, it said? And they were trying to get him to... No, I think it was what he wanted. I, I, okay. In my, based off of my limited research. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't be speaking. Like, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I really know. I'm like, no, guys, this is what he wanted. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but it made it seem like that was his intention. That he wanted this board of regents. These were sort of his advisors and people close to him to rule until the sun came of age. Okay. Now, meantime, Shishi and the other Empress Jen, remember they're friends. Yeah. BFFs. They're like, mm, no. Like, actually, yes. these regents. Should have seen this coming. This yeah, is amazing. These guys are bad news. And also, Shishi doesn't like that the regents, they're kind of um, anti Western. And she's very pro-Western. She sees that at this time she thinks that you know China has been closed off from the world for a while, and she's like, we need to modernize, and we need to, um, you know, it's she's there. She sees that that's going to really help them strengthen mm-hmm. to you know defend the country and to advance economically. So they decide we got to get rid of the Board of Regents. So she um, gets her brother-in-law, the one that married her sister. Mm-hmm. He helps, and uh, another prince whose name. Prince Gong is one, and then Prince Chun is the other one. And they end up overthrowing the Board of Regents. Whoa. So I was going to go into how that happened, but I see where we are time-wise. Oh, and take so, us, whatever. These could I'm be like, different lengths. I was it like I, a coup? I would like to hear what happened. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. We can, if it's two, and then you can go in and edit. Was it a coup? I want to know if it was a coup. So this is kind of cool. I love coups. So... <laughs> I love coups. I, that is a sentence Bring I have not the heard. But they're fascinating. When you read true. about coups in history, oh my gosh, they're fascinating. So there's sort of a two prong thing that happens with the um, the the coup, and what I love is that it was in this a article they referred to it as the widow's coup, which I yes, like, I like the way that I sounds. am 100 solid name supportive of that name. Um, <laughs> So what the so at this point, well, I remember what I told you about the crimson ink. The emperor has to sign this crimson ink to make things official. Right. Well, so at this time, the emperor is five, and he can't really sign anything in crimson ink. Right. So he's eating Cheerios still. He he is, and so <laughs> I'm sure they had Cheerios. I'm sure. 1800s <laughs> when Cheerios were like 1700s, right? It had to have been forever. And so um, at this time, the women had been given these stamps by the first emperor before he died. And they sort of were like a ceremonial gift. And they say, we have a great idea. What if, since our son can't sign these documents, why don't we use these stamps to um, make documents official? So they have a way to make all, to sign all of these royal documents. So with this power, they are able to completely overthrow the regents. And they also sort of arrange, they have to have a reason to say, to sort of spark the whole thing to say that these guys need, need to go. And they what they do is they arrange a meeting where the regents come and they're holding, uh, Shishi is holding the emperor. And it's something like she picks a fight with them and they the argument gets so intense that the emperor begins to cry and gets very upset and apparently is so upset that he pees himself. 
Oh. And this is a very big deal because So how old is this emperor at this time? Five. 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 That makes five. sense. Cheerios, five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Were you judging that he peed himself? <laughs> I, was, I, I was picturing 18, and I was like, wow, what a brat. Like, <laughs> okay, wait, so we keep going, he pees himself? So he pees himself. And um, the empress then, she uses this, this thing where she says that they have uh, deeply offended the emperor oh. and that you um, fought in front of the emperor and it was very disrespectful. And yes. um, so in the end, they do overthrow the regents. They imprison five of them. They kill one. They order two to commit suicide. Do you guys, can I just pause and say yes. how much I wish I could see the look on their faces when that <laughs> happened? Uh-huh. Like, I, that just sounds like an incredible moment. Of like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, we got the power. Oh wait, we don't. Yeah, the gone. emperor's mom is sending us to prison and making us kill ourselves. <laughs> oh wow, things went bad really. There's got to be paintings of that. I, um, I want to look them. I want to look them up. So, so at this point now, um, the emperor with pee in his pants. Or pointing them away. So now it's uh, Empress Dowager Shishi and Empress Dowager Zhen. Empress Dowager Zhen, she doesn't, she's not involved in the rule as much. Shishi is the one who is mm. in in charge of things, and so she can rule, but she has to do so within really strict protocols. So, mm-hmm. for example, if they if a meeting has to happen where someone has to come to talk to the emperor, you know, you imagine you have the emperor there who's five or six or seven, and then Shishi is there, but she can't be seen. She must be behind a screen. So there will be this yellow screen that's in front of her, and she has to take the meeting from behind the screen, and then the emperor is there as well, even though he might be. You know, so she's just like talking and responding and giving orders or whatever, but nobody can see her face. Exactly. So a wow. lot of people have accused her. Like I said in history, they say you know she's really manipulative and that she did all these terrible things, and it's like well. It was all behind the scenes. It's like, well, it kind of was because she literally was behind a screen. Yeah. She was the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And she sort of had to have um, people do things for her because she she couldn't really do them. So, for example, there's this part of the royal city that um, only the emperor is allowed to go into. And so she never went there. She didn't go, even though she was pretty much ruling. Mm. And uh, Prince Gong, who I mentioned beforehand, who helped her overthrow the coup, he, he is on a very important council, and they are very close. And so a lot of people say, okay, well, he was doing her bidding. Um, but uh, Yeah, because her sister must have been super hot. Like, she, like... <laughs> she had to have been. She hooked him up with her sister, and he was a happy dude. Right? I mean, must have That's rude to say. I shouldn't have said that. Or she, I mean, or, or she just, like... <laughs> Was has, like, oh, she's really good at handies. Like, you know, she can be a low-level <laughs> concubine for one, whatever. She can work, her, it full work circle. her way up. Oh. Yeah, you know. It's like, but if it's yeah, marriage, exactly. if it's marriage, do handies still even happen? I'm just kidding. I hope they do. I hope for everybody. they do. I hope for everyone. Um, um, well, so anyway, so at this point now, she, like I told you before, she wants to advocate for westernization. So um, she wants to get a railroad going, which takes a long time, but she eventually gets it. They have a railroad, which they really need in China. Um, which is kind of late for the railroad, place. actually. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know that. Late 1800s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, that's pretty late. They, um, comparatively to the, to to the, the US, West, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she recognizes the strong need for it. Um, she builds a navy, um, because they desperately need a navy at this point. She improves the public finances, and she really encourages the country to open up and um, do um, sort of... A, she also brings in a lot of people from the West, particularly in the sciences, to teach at schools and universities. And so she's very um, she's very progressive in, in that way. Wow. So her son, 
you know, he eventually comes of age. This is 1873, and she steps down. She's like, okay, great, you, you know, you're going to rule. But he dies of smallpox <gasps> two years later. What? So. Wow, that's like. Yeah. So at this point, she steps in again as regent, and oh she gosh. adopts her sister-in-law's son, who's barely three, and she says, okay, he's the next emperor. I'm going to rule as regent. And this is kind of weird. This is some Cersei level. This is getting <laughs> even more. It is a little bit. It is a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, so then this kid, who's barely three, she says, for some reason, she makes him call her my royal father, which is a little odd. Are there, but... no, other, are there no other? That is super weird, by the way. But are there no other? Is the, the Chinese emperorship, is that only blood? Like, what happens if there's no bloodlines left? Well, so he was, he would be blood, but he's just, you know, sort of further off. So it's her sister-in-law, so it was the prince's brother's son. Right. Or, excuse me, prince, geez. The emperor, yes, the emperor's brother, who was a right. prince, then his son. But she adopts so, him, yes, so she, she still gets him. to be dowager? Yes, she still is the dowager empress. That's fascinating. Right. She likes that power. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, so she... <laughs> she Sister, you power. wouldn't even have anything without me, so you should let me have it. Yeah, let me have your kid, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, this is for the best for all of us. Just so I can keep ruling and but keep us out of trouble. But she's doing good also, like, I don't know. Yeah, she's doing a lot of good things. So this is when she... There's sort of a second wave of modernization. She introduces electricity to the country, coal mining. So she's doing... Wow. A lot of things to help advance the country. Um, so, jumping ahead in time, the new emperor, Guangzhou, this is 1889, he gets the power, all right? But does he get smallpox? He's 18. Not, well, not smallpox. So, <gasps> oh he, my gosh, this does sound like a conspiracy. This now. Is, they have sort of, they have a tough relationship. He was educated in very strict Confucian orthodoxy, and so he's very suspicious of anything Western. And um, so he abandons the naval program that she, she started. He's done with it. And so there's a lot of tension so between them. So she kills him. <laughs> oh well, there's also a lot of tension between people who want to, uh, people who are really traditionalists and they, and they are anti-Western and then reformers who are a little more pro-Western. And this, the country is really tense right now. And at the time, Guangzhou has an academic advisor whose name is Kang Yaowei. And... He really, really, really hates Cixi. Like, he hates her. And so he... She's a woman with power. What's to like? Exactly. (laughs) And he's very traditional. So he convinces the emperor. Or maybe the emperor convinces him. This probably was half and half. They decide they should murder Cixi. So They can't handle it. They can't handle the heat. Nope. They want to get her out. Men are very fragile. How old is she at this point? Um, Let's see. This is in 1898, and she was born in 1835. So that would make her 63. So she's wow. not a spring chicken. No. No. A murderous 63-year-old woman? <laughs> but, she's, but it doesn't sound like she's, like, reviled by everyone. Like, it does sound like she has su- just, support. Just men she who want power. Support. She has to have supporters. She brought electricity to the country. <laughs> yeah. People are like, this is the best. And we the railroad. And, like, probably trade was exploding from all that. Yeah. So the, again, I think it's the, the that big split between the people who are more traditional and the people who really uh-huh. want to reform. It's such a big change for the country that I think it's really split. It's like it's the old people today who are like, no, we have to keep doing coal. It's the only option. <laughs> exactly. The only yeah. option. And it's like, uh... <laughs> hey, oh my gosh. Do they do it? Do they murder her? Okay. I'm in like huge suspense. All I can't right. handle Don't it. Don't worry. Their plot is discovered. 
Thank God. So Kang, he escapes. He flees to Japan. And they, she, she doesn't murder Guangzhou. She doesn't murder the emperor. But he's placed under house arrest and pretty much becomes just, he's an ineffective puppet. He's, and, and so, Maybe he always was. He sounds like one. Right? <laughs> so Shishi's back in action. And now yes. things get bad for Shishi. Uh-oh. This is a really, really tough time in China and a really interesting time, too. Um, the Boxer Rebellion happens. And I literally wrote here, don't even have time because there's so much to go into. <laughs> but it's interesting. If you're, like, bored, just look up the Boxer Rebellion if you, if you don't know about it or want to know more. Um, Will do. So uh, China is suffers a defeat and she 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 issues what she call, what is called the decree of self-reproach so she can to apologize to the country and accept blame for it because she's like this was a total total screw up and so I'm going to issue this self-reproach and that's sort of unprecedented. And then um, I think it is isn't Somebody admitting they're apology. wrong? Yeah, like, <laughs> I screwed up. It's that's insane. incredible. That's insane. Um, so then in 1902, she issues a series of reforms, which are really cool. She uh, um, makes intermarriage between the Han and the Manchu people. She makes that legal. Before it was illegal. If you were Han and one other person was Manchu, you couldn't marry. And Whoa. now she's like, screw that, you can marry. Wow. Um, she expands freedom of the press. Um, and this is a really cool one. She bans foot binding. So we can thank Emperor Shishi for getting rid of foot binding, which is interesting. Not, but at the end, she did that at the end? Yeah. And, interesting. Um, and then in 1906, she says... She's like, they'll kill me if I do that sooner. Right, kind of. Like, <laughs> she needed to give If I'm 40 long. and I ban foot binding, I'll be like, kill her! Exactly. <laughs> now that I'm 65. No one, no one will care. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so, so then amazing. in 1906, she says that China is going to become a constitutional monarchy with elections. What? She's like what, what? she does. <laughs> Nobody can handle that. Nobody mind. can handle that. But unfortunately, she she is gonna die in November of 1908, so very soon. And smallpox again? Not smallpox. This time this is kind of interesting. So she dies one day after her the her emperor Emperor Guangzhou, who was the last emperor, her nephew, the one who tried to kill her, he dies one day before her. And a lot of people think that she poisoned him to ensure that he would not have power after she died. Badass. But there's no, but who knows if there's any proof of that. That's just sort of a I'm just going to take that as what happened because that's so badass. It's kind of good. and Because so, she knew he was like a bad egg. Yeah. She was like, no way. I'm going to take care of this before I go. Yeah, I got to keep was my plans saved? in what motion, saving the country. You know, I'm not sure what she died of. Um, she was pretty old at this point. This is 1908. So mm. she's she's you know in her seventies or no she's that, seventy at this point. So yeah, and that's old back then. Yeah, especially. so she's pretty old at this point. Wow. And so she names her two-year-old great nephew heir, and this is Puyi, who is literally the last emperor and the emperor from the movie, mm-hmm. the, the last emperor. emperor. And Whoa. so that's the story of Empress Dowager Shishi. And so wow. she's really controversial, and there's a lot of different information out there about her. But I can see why. Yeah. There has to be every school of thought possible on all the changes she made to the country, and there has to be... And even just, like, the legality of her rule, and people mm-hmm. being uh-huh. like, oh, but she wasn't the real ruler, like, mm-hmm. I can totally see that. There's gotta be sex But look how much change she created. Yeah. 
But there has to be like groups of people in China who are like, make China great again. We got (laughs) to go back to before (laughs) Chi-Chi showed up and changed everything. Back to foot binding. She's Uh. fascinating. The book is great, Jung Chang's book. I mean, it's very complimentary. It's a really positive view of Chi-Chi, but it's really interesting. But kind of the first positive view, it sounds like, based on, like, it sounds like history painted her a villain, but then... We're finally mm-hmm. starting to hear like some other truths about it, which is awesome. Everyone just exactly. hated her despite all the great things that were happening in their lives because of her. Like, I yeah. like this real world, but I sure hate her. Yeah. <laughs> it's really tough. I also like lights, <laughs> but she's a bitch, so. <laughs> Everything is better, but my taxes are still. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a woman in charge. Oh, my gosh. She's what so an amazing, what an amazing That's an broad. incredible story. She's really cool. She's fun to look up to because she had a really interesting relationship with her, one of her eunuchs. Um, and Ooh. a lot of people uh, thought that he was, you know, heavily influenced her. And it's, it's very. Varys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was going to say, that really like. This feels very Game of Thrones. Did George R. R. Martin just George steal R. R. Martin China's just history to put it into his <laughs> books? It sounds like she had a hot brother, though, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's, she's she not actually just had a hot sexy. sister. So. Mm. <laughs> Thank God for that hot sister. Oh yeah. man, save the day! Mm-hmm. Wow, a, a what a emperor. great, what a great move early on. <laughs> yes, she was smart. She knew what was going on. She was able to position herself. Yeah, that's amazing to go from concubine. Just that's just an amazing. Do you have to be smart as fuck to do that? Yeah, because you can imagine there's a lot of. Um, backstabbing and I'm sure that that the in the Forbidden City all those concubines who are vying for influence and wanting to you know. and I'm sure like all the ro- the rules around royalty and around like even even to like get that scene with her with her baby and like a ra- like that's like mm-hmm. it's masterful it's pretty masterful it's genius I'm it's like pretty cool I want a movie super about into her, her. Yes, yes I, think I yeah, absolutely I do been, I think there might be a Chinese language film about her mm. I thought I'd, I but saw something she, but it's not the, but is it the villain her or the hero her I'm, I'm assuming it would be the villain her but she's probably a one. character in a few Chinese movies mm-hmm. I would imagine yeah she's yeah. that prominent of a I know I gotta, I gotta watch right. some more Chinese film I guess I need to watch a bunch of foreign film from, yeah yeah specifically from like the east wow. cause I'm, my knowledge is so very Western based. Yeah. Well, when you said the East. Why did I think like New Jersey? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the, the East no. part of the globe, not the U.S. That's the opposite of what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't I just think... imagine it's just like a lot of like really, really terrible like Jersey Shore films. I don't know why that was what my brain jumped to. That's, yeah, I, yikes! That all... sounds like a certain layer of hell. Right. <laughs> Stuck in an entire Jersey culture Shore of Jersey Shore. Film. Yeah. No, that sounds atrocious. Jersey Shore Film Festival. <laughs> Make sure, it, make sure it exists. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, uh, that was amazing. That was, that was incredible. And thank you for listening. And uh, be sure to check out our uh, website and Instagram. And uh, send us an email if you have a broad that you think we should cover in a future week. Yeah. At, uh, There's B. a lot of them. And uh, we'll see you next time. Laters. Bye.